0: On today's Daily Slab, we cover a surprising James Harden comparison, a F1 driver that team and him struggling mightily in the early going of the season, and we cover some weird movements in the Zeke market that didn't really pan out. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Daily Slab. Welcome, everyone, to the Daily Slab. I am Nate, and our trender for today is Lando Norris and the McLaren F1 team. They have not had a great start to the season, along with Oscar Piastri, and uh, it doesn't really look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. So this team last year had Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo on it. They let Daniel Ricciardo go. He is now the alternate driver for Red Bull, And they have now Piastri, much younger than Ricardo, in his place. And Lando Norris still heading the team. Well, last year, Norris and Ricardo finished 7th and 11th. This year, Piastri and Norris are 19th and 20th. Not a great start to the season. In fact, they have as many points as Daniel Ricardo despite the fact that Ricardo has not even raced this season. That's not what you want to see from a young up-and-coming driver like Lando Norris. Now, they're so bad, they fired or let go their executive technical director, James Key. They promoted multiple different people in multiple different positions to try to get that team back on track, to be able to get that car back on track, to be able to race well enough to compete with the Mercedes and the Red Bulls and the Ferraris and even the Alpines of the world, which they are not doing right now. And so that dysfunction in the organization has led to some changes, which hopefully will lead to better teams in the future. But for this year, with everything that's going on very up in the air, if Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri will be able to do anything this year, since they're already so far behind, especially car-wise in the early going, and you can see here one-year trend on the Lando Norris Rookie Refractor PSA 9. That's dropped 79%, 254 bucks in a year, and if they don't get things figured out quick, and he doesn't at least finish, I don't know, top 10, it could get way worse from here. So if you believe in Lando Norris, if you believe in McLaren long-term, you could buy now. You could maybe wait and buy a little bit, but it's definitely a buying opportunity if you believe in them long-term. All right, next up is our post of the day, and this post comes from Stat Muse. We are just going to be looking at the stats here. We're not really going to be discussing cards per se, so uh, if you're looking for card knowledge here, won't be in this section, but... It will be in the next section. So we've got this post from StatMuse, and I just thought it was super interesting, so I had to bring it up. Pick a player this season. James Harden, 21.4 points a game, 6.3 rebounds, 10.8 assists, 44% from the field, 38% from three, 88% from free throw. Tyrese Halliburton, 20.8 points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game, 10.4 assists per game, 49% from the field, 40% from three, 87% from free throw. Now, obviously... James Harden, the more points per game by a fee, uh, by less than one, more rebounds per game, more assists per game by also less than one at .4. Uh, shooting's a little bit worse from the field, but the better counting stats. So if you want somebody that's maybe just slightly more efficient offensively, you take Halliburton. If you want somebody that just has more stats, you take James Harden. I personally would probably still take James Harden, but I can't believe that the stats are this close considering um, Tyrese Alberton's really good, but was he expected to be... And James Harden is maybe having a disappointing year scoring-wise, but was he expected to be this close to James Harden this early in his career? I don't think so. I don't think anybody thought that. And yet, here you have Tyrese with an absolutely excellent year. 20 points, 10 assists, and almost 4 rebounds per game while shooting over forty or at 40% from 3... Almost shooting 90%, 87% from free throw, and almost shooting 50% from the field. Uh, if he picks it up, the last couple of weeks of the year, we could have a 50-40-90 guy, which is very, very hard to do, and especially unexpected from a young player like a Tyrese Halliburton, who's in his third year. So I just, I really think this is interesting, and I think this is the type of stuff where it's like, hey. You know, he's getting some more respect, but all of a sudden you look at him compared to a name that everyone knows and a name that everyone respects in James Harden, and you say, oh, Tyrese Halliburton. A little bit better than I was expecting. And uh, that's my post of the day. And then what's hot, what's not, we've got a little bit of a funny graph for Zeke Elliott, and that's our what's not of the day. So Zeke, pretty big struggles this year. In his first three years, he led the league in yards per game. He looked like a future Hall of Fame. Running back, he was amazing, especially his rookie year when he ran for 1,600 yards. 1,600 yards. His rookie year added in another 15 touchdowns, led the league with 108 yards per game. Looked like he was going to be a star. The next year, he averaged 98 yards per game. The next year, he averaged 95 yards per game and then and had 1400 yards and then the wheels just started slowly coming off 1300 yards per game 84 yard or 1300 yards 84 yards per game 979 yards 65 yards per game a thousand yards 58 yards per game and then 876 yards 58.4 yards per game zeke this past year his last year with the cowboys had the lowest rushing yards of his career, the lowest rushing yards per game of his career, the lowest rushing yards per attempt of his career, the lowest receiving yards of his career. The only silver linings was that he still added 12 touchdowns, and he didn't fumble the ball at all. So he was efficient, but he just wasn't getting yards, and even the other stats backed it up. I mean, yards per game, yards per attempt, everything was way down. That led the Cowboys to release him. Despite having four years and $40 million left on his contract, the Cowboys said, see ya, you're better off somewhere else. With that news in mind, that makes the middle sale on this graph a little bit confusing because there was a Zeke Elliott silver 2016 silver PSA 10 that sold for $81. and You can see that hump there. 81 bucks, and if you go look at the sales history of that card, everyone, everyone has hundreds of reviews. From 29 dollars to somebody had 33 reviews. Everyone past that has hundreds of reviews. In fact, the last two that got it from 80 to 81, 18,108 reviews and 961 reviews. You spend that much on time on eBay, sell that many things to get that many reviews. Personally, I don't think you would be trying to pump and dump a Prism Silver Zeke Elliott PSA 10, right? So in my mind, I said, all right, that's a legit sale. And I guess it kind of makes sense. He's in the news. Uh, He might be going to play with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. He might be going to play with Aaron Rodgers. Not confirmed yet, but Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, right? So it makes sense to me. Somebody's super excited, Needs the card because he might go play with a couple of future Hall of Fame QBs and really good teams. Well, then you get to the next sale that sold for $42 on the 26th. And you can see that that $81 sale, despite despite the high number of reviews and despite the excitement around him potentially going and playing with a really good team, it went right back down to 42 bucks. And so it goes to show you that you got to be careful when you're looking at comps on stuff, especially eBay, because they'll leave it up, and who knows? That card might have been paid for. You know, it might not be one of those situations where it's not paid for and eBay still reports the values and it messes everyone up. It could have been paid for. And it could have just been people trying to move the market by paying for one card. Now that would be silly, but you never know, you know, you never know. And so if you look at a graph and you see, oh man, it's way up, look at it with a grain of salt, look at it with a discerning eye, because in the case of this Zeke Elliott card, he's coming off his worst year. The only reason that card should have been even up a little bit was because of the hype and it definitely shouldn't have been as much up as much as it was. And then, sure enough, it came crashing back down. And then, lastly, in what's happening on whatnot today, I have F1 Sapphire boxes for the best prices you will find anywhere. I can almost guarantee it. I haven't checked every place. They'll be better than eBay. It will be better than Dave and Adams. It will be better than Blah. It'll be better than Steel City Collectibles. You'll be able to find the best prices on Sapphire boxes for F1 anywhere you look. Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Slab Stocks Whatnot channel. So if you want to get into a little F1 Sapphire, maybe you just want to see what it's like. Four colors per box, always a good time. Maybe you actually like F1 and want to get in a box. You know where to go tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'll see you there. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching today's Daily Slab. If you like this video, please click that like button. And don't forget to click that subscribe button. And I will talk to you all tomorrow for the next Daily Slab. See you, everyone.